0: Welcome in to Paydard Sports. This is Will Dunden with Nick Trucial and Reese Bennett, part of the Six-Pack Coverage Network. Guys, let's get going. We'll talk a little bit about the weekend. So, one thing that happened over the weekend, probably may biggest storyline depending on who you ask, Bryce Young wins the Heisman.
1: Deservedly. I mean, we've kind of talked about all season this being a little bit weird of a Heisman, but I feel like with his – just amazing performance against Georgia um, and Alabama finishing the season only with one loss. You kind of just have to give it to the guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I i don't want to say I called it, but when we gave our predictions, I think it was maybe a month out, a month ago, we talked about there wasn't a Heisman who had presented himself yet. And I said, if Heisman, I mean, if Bryce Young, excuse me, can do the, um, the unthinkable, take down Auburn, which he did, and take down Georgia, which he did in historic fashion, um, he'd win. And Bryce Young, he did both those things, and turns out he was the the guy.
0: So here's the thing I thought of that I saw a couple people saying over the weekend. Bryce Young, obviously, yeah, had a a great year. Everything did really well. The The Heisman's become a little bit of a popularity contest, not undeservedly so either I think I think there is something to be said about playing well in November especially later in the season gaining that hype by playing big games however there were a couple points I thought of or I saw people mentioning guys like Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh right they're Pittsburgh ACC champions what 10 10, 11 wins maybe 11 wins yeah 11 wins Then you have a guy like Kenneth Walker at Michigan State. Michigan State, not a good team a year ago. No, terrible team. 10-2 team this year. No matter what happened against Ohio State, still a 10-win team this year. Without Kenneth Walker at Michigan State, or without Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh, are either of those teams anywhere near what they were this Both year. Both teams
1: are probably not very good. Michigan State would be pretty good, but Pitt would not be good. I know no. that for a fact.
0: Well, and then take away Bryce Young from Bama.
1: They're still pretty damn good.
0: They might. It, it could be the same. Same results. We don't know. I mean, yeah. Bryce Young is a really good quarterback. But who? Like, the, I, I think that's what we've kind of lost a little bit from the Heisman is how much a player truly means to his team. Like, And what's the true value of a player? You know? If, if you're really talking about the most valuable player in college football or the best player in college football, I think there needs to be a little more, let's look at what this guy truly means to a team and the success of his team.
1: But is the Heisman an MVP or the best player in college football? Like, Which one is it? Because well, I mean, even, you can look at it differently, really.
0: Even if it is the best, though, I think that has to. I I don't know. Like I think I think the team you play on needs to have a little bit ne, needs to matter a little bit because the the direct impact you have on your team's success needs to be so kind part of, of the, the MVP
1: side of things. I,
0: I guess so. I don't. I guess because you you're call it that, more yeah.
1: valuable to your team.
0: Well, because but I also think like I think Kenny Pickett is the best quarterback out of all the guys that were uh, in New York. Yeah. I think he's the best. Honestly.
1: Corner. I can see that, and really, if we look at Hendon Hooker's stats at Tennessee, pretty much better than all of
2: them. Um, Also, hey, he's returning in 2022. He is returning. Congratulations, Vols.
1: Hendon Cinco.
2: Hendon Hooker, -Hooker, Heisman, front runner for 2022.
1: He's going to be up there. He's going to be up there in the uh, odds, so don't be afraid to maybe get in on the uh, bandwagon early.
2: So I've got the Heisman website pulled up right now, so we can talk about is it the most valuable player or – the absolute best player in all of college football. On the Heisman's website, it says, Our mission, the Heisman Trophy, Heisman Memorial Trophy annually recognizes the outstanding college football player whose performance best exhibits the pursuit of excellence with integrity. The winners of the trophy epitomize great ability combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. The Heisman Trophy trust mission is to ensure the continuation and integrity of this award. So they say the most outstanding college football player who exhibits the pursuit of excellence with integrity I don't know that is a bunch of filler I, that integrity clause, this is some of the best players. the integrity clause Reggie Bush maybe is that why they <laughs> threw that in there maybe. yeah
1: maybe they did and they kind of it sounds like to me they just threw in a bunch of nice words and kept it very vague so they can the committee can kind of deem however each year they want to see fit.
2: I think you're right, but I I think it is, I don't know, MVP and best kind of go hand-in-hand sometimes, especially in football. You know, the NFL, you see the MVP, but you also see the best. Uh, Heisman, I think, is just, they pick the best guy from the best team, usually.
1: Usually, yeah. I'd say that's fair.
0: I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I think it, I think... The direct impact you have should have some meaning to it.
1: I agree. I agree with you, Will. I think
0: because what it like if you put who, who's to say if like Bryce Young is on Pittsburgh, like are they as good? Like what does that mean? Like if Kenny Pickett's on Alabama, yeah, they're still they're really good.
1: Probably even better. I think. Right.
0: Exactly. Okay. So if you if you truly think that, then it's like okay, maybe Kenny Pickett should have been the one up there. I don't know. I, I this it's year. Tough. I think everyone is in agreement that this year was a kind of a just weird year for the Heisman. No one was super excited about it. I forgot it was was even going on Saturday. Um, But also, one thing I wanted to touch on, Reese, you talked about Will Anderson a lot last week, and I I thought Will Anderson was really good. I didn't really think about it when he wasn't invited to New York until I saw the stat line that, Reese, I think you pulled up a second ago, of the side-by-side stats of Aiden Hutchinson and Will Anderson. Will Anderson blew him out of the water
1: wasn't even close yeah it was
2: I mean it was almost double I have the stats right here so will Anderson for Alabama he had 91 total tackles Hutchinson had 58. will Anderson had 31 and a half tackles for loss Hutchinson had 15 and a half. will Anderson had 15 and a half sacks Aiden Hutchinson 14. so will Anderson statistically was way better than Aiden Hutchinson this year and I think that had to have been.
0: I think Aiden Hutchinson had just gained a lot of hype early in the year and was able to keep it up because obviously he through. had a, he had an awesome year still, but he kind of was able to ride the hype and keep it going. And I don't think Will Anderson really got it till later in the season. And I think
2: Aiden Hutchinson's obviously and it's warranted. The three sack game against Ohio State just shot him That's to true. the moon. That shot true. him to the moon.
0: Well, and I don't disagree. I mean when you come out in a game like that and perform on the biggest stage, you deserve something for that. so I don't I, I don't really have a huge problem with it because I didn't think either of them were going to win it or anything. but it is I, I did find it a little odd that Will Anderson did pretty much beat him in every statistical category and wasn't even invited. I think I think you should have at least invited him to New York.
2: but but you cannot measure integrity will. Does Aiden Hutchinson have more integrity? I don't know. He could have had more integrity.
0: Did y'all see uh, the Desmond Howard clip at at the Heisman?
2: Oh, it was so cringe.
0: So for those of you who who don't know, basically, Howard was talking to Aiden Hutchinson about his mission this year, the, the football season and everything, and Aiden Hutchinson said, you know, the goal this year was to come back, beat Ohio State, which obviously is the goal, and... Everyone else made it weird by being like, oh, whoa. Like It was some huge roast. And uh, Tebow came over and was, and was like, hey, glad you're standing in between them or whatever. Talking about him and Stroud or whatever. So that was weird. But then Desmond Howard uh, was like, probably protected him better than his offensive line. And it was just not even funny. It was just weird. Was just Desmond weird. Howard, you're like, what are you doing? And now, yeah, obviously...
2: It was almost a little bit disrespectful to C.J. Stroud to like talk about things like that. Like, no, it was. Like, yeah, you don't bring that up. You're talking no, about the players' just... performances. Like, I get there's a rivalry, but you know, it's just the whole ceremony for the trophy is to celebrate the achievements of the guys, not to like you know throw a sly him. comment on them. Well, yeah. it's a
0: low blow too in general because think about this: what is C.J. Stroud going to do? He can't like retaliate or anything. No, that's why I had a problem with it because you're in a environment where Desmond is controlling this interview, this process, or whatever, and C.J. Stroud and all the other candidates are just there to listen and answer questions. What we always say,
1: and also they're just kids. Like, it's young. Like, how young is Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? 18, 19? Yeah, Yeah, they're they're just kids.
0: Yeah, what's C.J. Stroud? If I'm C.J. Stroud, I'm going to be like, well, at least I'm not 5'9". All right, Desmond.
2: Like, I don't even know. Yeah, he's not in a position to, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or go back and forth with Desmond Howard in front of yeah, the whole exactly. nation on live TV. Yeah, I, I just I think the whole Heisman ceremony like event is just kind of silly. They have it's weird. They like, I, of course the family should be there, but they interview the families like way too much, and they talk about how each kid you know, well you know Bryce Young was born at two thirty a.m. in the morning, and you know wherever he was, but they just talk about all this stuff that doesn't mean anything about football. And then I don't know. It's just an odd ceremony to me. It is
0: a little bit, and I haven't
2: watched the full ceremony in no, years. Because it's, no, because it's its like not even worried. worth it. All you care about is who wins at the end, right? The, and then maybe the last you one, I watch like their winning speech. Yeah, the speech
1: yeah. is cool. I mean, yeah, like most of the lead up to it is just kind of. Which mad. people
0: had some words too for Bryce Young's acceptance speech, talking about how he's been doubted his whole life.
1: Yeah, five-star
2: recruit, five-star.
0: Five star recruit from Modern Day High School, you know, yeah. goes to Alabama. You sit, you sat one year, and then you're the starter as a freshman. You just won the Heisman as a retro freshman.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: and I, I kind of get where he's coming from because he's a smaller guy, so he probably dealt with that a little bit. But I mean, dude, you went to Modern Day. He was uh, <laughs> the people weren't doubting you. You, you went to Modern Day for nobody, a reason, and yeah. they didn't let you play. And so. nobody
2: really doubts you when you're a five star recruit and you have. Probably forty offers from the biggest schools in the country. Like, were people well, really doubting him that much? I always
0: noticed Bryce Young was kind of a smaller QB, yeah. smaller, skinnier. But no, I don't remember ever anyone ever him. even mentioning it. Honestly, I
2: mean, look at Kyler Murray. They're they're very similar guys. Yeah, similar as, far stature. as stature. Yeah,
1: yeah. And we've seen we see Kyler Murray having a little bit of trouble with the Rams right now. Pick six. Yeah, but I mean, or pick, not pick
2: six. Yeah, yeah, we are watching the Cardinals and the Rams on Monday Night Football right now. Rams up seven to three in the second quarter, but I, I don't know. I just the Heisman ceremony is odd to me, and they just do a lot of weird things. I don't think it was fair that they ragged on CJ Stroud a little bit.
1: No,
0: I don't either. Desmond Desmond Howard,
1: he's, bush league move, bush league. Well, move.
0: he he does stuff like that all the time. He's very unprofessional at times. I feel like. Yeah, and it kind of irks me because he always is, and he'll, people will always call him out on it, and then he'll is always like super quick to try and defend himself and make excuses and everything. I don't know. I could I could do without Desmond Howard, honestly.
2: Yeah, I, I, he it is what it is. Like, you know, congratulations, Bryce Young, you won. Also, I thought it just talked it. This was an interesting thing that I thought. So Alabama had zero Heisman Trophy winners um in their entire history of the football program there until Nick Saban got there. And since Nick Saban has been the head coach at Alabama, four Heisman Trophy winners. If that doesn't, you know, shine light on the success of Nick Saban in that program, I don't know what else does besides the six national championships.
0: It is pretty right. But four Heisman winners is kind of another stat to just Be in awe. awe Yeah.
2: Four in like less than 15 years, I think. That's nuts.
1: That's unreal.
2: Well, and not to downgrade what those guys
0: did, but I feel like at times it was almost, it it was almost, oh, I guess we'll give it to the Alabama guy. Kind of, at, at times, you know, like this year, it was kind of, oh, we'll give it to Bryce Young. You know, Alabama's been riding it. There's some, some form of kind of a psychological. Of oh Bama is so good. Obviously, Bryce Young is one of the best players in the nation, and he was. But I think that that plays into it a little bit. Just the the all time success of Saban and Alabama adds kind of a extra push for any Alabama player that's going to be nominated for the award.
2: Yeah, I mean, there is some bias in there. Maybe it's unconscious, and maybe it's totally conscious that Alabama has some, you know, extra boosting from the fact that they are a successful team and that kind of thing. But I don't know. I mean, I think it would be that way if the shoe was on the other foot. If Michigan had been winning these national titles and they had a you know a coach like Nick Saban, it'd probably be the same thing for them. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, Yeah, if we were in like another universe, you know. But also it was really cool. So Devontae Smith, last year's Heisman winner, also Alabama he made a video congratulating Bryce Young and you know, they had similar similar like rises to the best player in college football. You know, Devontae Smith was a you know, more of a slot wide receiver. He's a little bit undersized, but he made great plays, great catches, he faster than everybody on the field and you know, Devontae Smith, it was cool that Bryce Young's first touchdown pass last year when he came in like late in the game, was to Devontae Smith. So Heisman throw to Heisman Uh, Your Heisman quarterback to Heisman wide receiver, that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool.
1: You don't get to see that too often.
2: Yeah, well, and I mean, I have Bryce Young's stats pulled up here. He had a great season. He had an insane season. season. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he had a 68% completion percentage, um, threw for 4,300 yards, 9.4 yards per attempt, 43 touchdowns, only four interceptions. That's crazy. It's a great season. Yeah, and he carried an Alabama team that some people doubted when they lost to Texas A&M. He carried them through the rest of the season, and you know now they're twelve and one, and they're the number one team again, and they beat Georgia.
0: That reminds me, actually, of a almost Twitter argument I got in over this past weekend. I didn't really get into it because I made my piece and said it, but Trusha probably knows. Yeah, Trusha knows what I'm talking about. Some some guy on uh, yeah tried to he it was a quote tweet about who the best college quarterback of all time is and someone i hate when people do this i hate when people try to shut down an argument by saying and there's no other answer or there's no yeah and you name someone who's like very controversial like so this this guy says Cam Newton and if you think anything else you're wrong and i simply responded and said he's not even in the discussion because he only played 1 year you can't even – I I don't believe you can even argue. And then –
1: Even if you do do one year, I'd have to say Burrow is the right. greatest one He's, year. Well, and God
0: then things. he tried to say he did more in that season than anyone's ever done. And I didn't even respond after that. But I could have just said, well, no, he didn't. Because, <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow last year did something that no one had ever – I mean, the dude threw 60 touchdowns. Yeah, it was And won the unreal. national championship.
1: And I think, personally, you'd have to go with Tebow. You have to go with a
0: guy, if you're going to talk best college quarterback, you can't do a guy who played one year. You have to pick a guy who's played year in and year out, had like three good years.
1: I can say that's fair. You can make that argument. A guy
0: guy like Tebow who had a whole career, like a storied, won a Heisman one year, won a national championship another year, which obviously Cam Newton won the Heisman and won a national championship in one year. But Tebow did it. For years, and was all it went yeah, to New York multiple times. Florida was, I mean, he, I guess he won a couple national championships. Yeah, he won two because he won one oh, his freshman six? year when he kind of was like the wildcat quarterback. Yeah, and then yeah,
1: then oh eight or oh nine, whatever that. Yeah, whenever season. they beat
2: uh, Oklahoma.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, if we want to chalk it up to like one seasons, Johnny Manziel had a similar season to Cam Newton when he won the Heisman. So I mean, well, it, and then he had like, he had
0: a year after his Heisman, yeah, where it was almost the, even better. Yeah, it was her. pretty,
2: yeah, it was, like, really good, so, I I agree with you, the argument is that saying, like, and you can't say anybody else, like, it's kind of silly.
0: Yeah, okay, well, cool, we're all in agreement. I didn't know if it was going to go that way. But I just don't think you, you can give that? that award to a guy, I mean, it's, it's not an award, but you can't give that label to a guy who was in college for one year. Because what happens if, like, Joe Burrow, we saw his first year, he's very mediocre, and then he turns it around, and becomes one of the best, has one of the best seasons ever. But I don't think anyone would necessarily put Burrow in that conversation either.
1: As the greatest college quarterback, I mean, it's I tough think he to had make the that best... decision with how he didn't really get on the field at Ohio State. His first year with LSU, they were a little slow. Right. You can't really give him the the greatest college QB of all time. He had one of the guys... best seasons, and that's yeah, why he won he Heisman. I think the best season of all time. That I mean, sixty touchdowns. That's crazy. That's insane. And to go undefeated. Yeah, and to not lose, beat Alabama, and to pretty beat much not have
0: any problems when you they, got, especially yeah, they, when you got to the playoff. And they beat, yeah, they beat Bama that year, no problem, really.
1: Yeah, they beat they them like
0: by beat the off them, Didn't yeah.
1: they beat them by two touchdowns or something like that? Italy,
2: I think so. It's it's apples and oranges, really like that. Conversation is subjective. So say, saying that there's only one true answer, you, you can't say that about. The best college quarterback of all time. Right,
0: I, I agree. Anyway, let's move into another wild story over the weekend. Now, y'all, y'all, if you if you weren't paying attention, you may have heard the news that Oregon hired Dan Lanning. I think is his name, the defense coordinator from Georgia as their head coach. So you may have heard that, but you may not have heard kind of what went down in the week leading up to the hire. So first of all, Georgia. First of all, it's interesting to see so many of these schools, namely Oklahoma, Oregon, Notre Dame, and I'm blanking. There's someone else. But they all hire defensive coordinators. Uh, Duke.
1: Oklahoma. Wait, did you say Oklahoma? Yeah, I said Oklahoma. I think there's
0: another one. I don't know. But anyway, all hiring defensive coordinators that a couple years ago or since the modern – like the new – age of college football, of all this offense, people didn't think you were going to see defensive coordinators no. getting hired. So I think that's kind of funny to see a lot of these te- especially namely schools like Oklahoma, you know, who mm-hmm. are known for not usually having defense. Hey, we're going to hire a defensive guy and maybe get switch defense going, switch it up a little bit. Anyway, uh, also Georgia, I've, I found that hire a little interesting just because Georgia – they're in no trouble. I think Lanning's still going to coach the playoff, but honestly, I don't think they even need him to. Especially because you got Muschamp over there on staff.
1: Yeah, they'll be all right.
0: And then if you really wanted to, I mean, Kirby can call the defense if he. Really oh yeah, wanted certainly. To. I don't think there would be any hiccups there personally. No. Anyway, so Dan Lanning gets hired. But before he gets hired, are y'all familiar with like the Twitter Spaces? I'm Those familiar. are weird. I don't like them. So you can just hop in and chat or whatever. People will start some something with a topic and a and bunch any, of
1: people can join in, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't know if there's a limit, but so Oregon some guys start a Twitter spaces, talk kind of head coaching and everything. So Sorry, we just found some breaking news that that shook me for a little bit. We will get we will get into it in a second. Let me <laughs> I, let me I told finish you guys, it was on the way. Let, let me finish this thought. That's wild. Anyway, so there's Twitter spaces with Oregon. And basically what, what starts heating up is you have all these people joining everything. But then some Oregon players join, which makes it a little interesting. Then the parents of Oregon players oh. start to join. Then here's where the bomb drops. Dan Lanning's brother. Hops in there, so you have Oregon players, Oregon parents, the press, obviously, and Dan Lanning's brother comes in and just starts talking and giving scoops and talking about how oh this That's is what crazy. The, this is what the family likes to do uh th- this is kind of where his heads at all this stuff and you're just like what in the world and obviously Joe Schmo's listening on his phone anyone can listen everyone's just getting this inside scoop and then you had I think. Some press guy started asking some Oregon parents, like, oh, what do you think your son needs to do better next year? And that, like, killed the vibe of the whole thing. Yeah. But, man, Twitter spaces could be changing the game for a few things. If, we, if you start getting press and especially all you need is one player to hop in and who knows what someone's going to say. I found that super interesting that they had this entire topic of Dan Landing, and you have all these big names in college football, players, press, The guy's brother in on there. Anyway.
1: Yeah, that's insane that family members were... Of the players and the new coach, just join right in and start spilling all the beans. That's insane.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's hop into what Truchel just showed me. Because we're actually going to talk about the transfer portal. We were planning on talking about it. So it looks like Spencer Rattler has just committed to somewhere, Breaking news. somewhere I was not aware of. Reese, were you the one who mentioned it before yeah, the Reese show? Yeah, Reese just and mentioned I, this. I'll, I pretty much dismissed it. I was like, no, nah, there's no way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spencer Rattler just committed to the South Carolina Gamecocks.
1: Going to play some Beamer ball.
0: That is going to be
2: fun, I think, to watch. Uh, so SEC East Rankings, Georgia, Tennessee Gamecocks.
1: And then Kentucky right behind?
2: I don't know. like How how much does Rattler improve that team?
0: Rattler is still one of the most talented quarterbacks in the country. I don't care what your thoughts are on him. The guy can play. And he knows all he needs is one good year, and he can go off to the NFL the year after.
2: That's all he needs. And there's also rumors that a former five-star wide receiver named Austin Stogner, I don't know if he was at Oklahoma 2 or not. I'll have to look it up in a minute. But there's rumors that this five-star wide receiver is going with Rattler to South Carolina. So the Gamecocks are making money moves. Good for the Gamecocks, honestly. Mm -hmm. That's going to make the SEC East a little more competitive. And you know what? Uh, We talked about And no offense or anything, we talked about Tennessee having a better season than anyone would have thought this year. Yeah, with with Heupel and you know a depleted roster, not a lot of scholarship guys. South Carolina, you know, they had a poor start to the season, but they finished better than I think most people would have guessed. I think better
0: than everyone thought.
2: Yeah, Yeah. South Carolina, I thought 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 was going to be shambles after we dismantled them.
0: People were thinking they were going to be worse than Vandy possibly before the season started. They thought they were going to win two or three games. Seriously. So, so be- I mean, Beamer did a heck of a job. I think, I think Kirby Smart winning SEC Coach of the Year was that's the weirdest. The weirdest. It, it it made no sense to me. I would have given it to Pittman. I would have given it to Beamer, so, or even Heupel in there.
1: Yeah, one of those three for sure. So it yeah, has to be.
2: three minutes before Spencer Rattler tweeted out his commitment to South Carolina. This guy, Austin Stogner, who I assume was a five-star tight end at Oklahoma, he is also committed to South Carolina. So, wow. Do we think something fishy's going on?
1: I mean, McDonald's you don't even bags. need to have anything fishy going on anymore. NIL deals. Like, maybe we're just going to see a bunch of huge NIL deals come out two or three weeks from now That's from all these transfers.
0: Basically, you could, yeah, whoever, some South Carolina booster owns a car dealership can get them to sponsor them or whatever. So
1: Yeah, and they can go do a commercial and get paid $250,000. Something like that. I mean, you just, you don't know.
0: That's just so random to me. Still, though, how did how did South Carolina pull all
2: these guys over? Because everyone else has got to be offering them the same stuff. There, there's got to be something in the water over there. Kool Aid is being mixed. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think or maybe. It's, I mean, they it's might the just same
1: like- thing as Tennessee. I think is what's going to happen this year in the transfer portal. We've got a lot of fire going from transfers like uh, Tank Bigsby, Auburn running back, um, and a couple other guys. I, I think both. Tennessee and South Carolina are on similar tracks to kind of be good here in the next couple of years. So it could just be that, hey, things are heating up uh, here in the SEC East and it might be a little bit more competitive.
2: Well, and it's also attractive for guys like Rattler and the tight end. You know, I'm sure Beamer and the coaching staff probably told them, hey, you're going to come here and you will start immediately. You will be the guy day one. So
0: there's probably a lot
2: of schools telling Rattler
0: that though, right? Well, yeah,
2: but I mean. Yeah, you're probably right. A lot of schools are, but I mean, an SEC East team is, you know, nothing to shake your head at. And on top of the NIL stuff they could get or whatever else, it's probably really attractive when you hear that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, I guess he just liked Beamer.
1: I don't know. Beamer ball, man. I don't know. Because he
0: could have gone, you know, UCLA was on the table, Arizona State, Nebraska was. Kind of in there. I don't think they ever really were. Maybe but.
2: he's got a girlfriend in South Carolina.
0: Maybe that's why I think Adrian Martinez is probably, is probably going to go to. <laughs> I think Adrian Martinez is probably going to go to Kansas State because his girlfriend plays soccer at Kansas State.
2: See, there you go. So. That comes into play. It does. South um, Carolina is also a beautiful state, so maybe they just like the environment.
0: It is, but isn't Columbia kind of? Eh? I've never been there. I don't know. I've heard it's
1: a fun time
0: I've driven by on my way to Charleston Love Charleston Charleston's
1: awesome Gorgeous Absolutely gorgeous Um, But why don't we talk about We're talking about the transfer portal here There have been plenty of big names um, To talk about And headlining things Quinn, uh, is it yours? Mm -hmm. Yours? Yours? So he was that five star that went to Ohio State Signed that big million dollar deal Headed down south to the new SEC team, Texas.
0: And so I said this to y'all before we started recording, but Quinn Ewers was originally committed in the 22 class to Texas. Reclassified? Well, yeah, decommits, reclassifies, goes to Ohio State, makes a couple million bucks, transfers back to Texas, and is basically back with that 22 class that he originally committed to after making a couple million dollars in Ohio. Because, Reese, I think you were the one who told me that was part of the reason he went to Ohio State was because he couldn't make the money in Texas right away. Yeah, that's
1: right. So this was his plan the whole time. Do we Is think? What you're saying? I don't
0: know. I mean, maybe. It could be. No, I don't think so, actually. Because why would... I mean, there
1: <laughs> you would have had... I mean, a million dollars, you can tell me I can get it today and I go ride the bench on the team or I have to wait a year and I still get to go play at the school I want to eventually I where Texas I get to start? Texas was probably
0: always in his back pocket if he... like obviously if if stroud wasn't playing if Quentin ewers was supposed to play next year i think he stays it'll have stayed
2: well yeah and if stroud got probably. hurt uh, god forbid if stroud ha- would have gotten hurt and ewers like you know takes the reins you know he's going to stay but he's probably you know he's got to be at least testing the waters to see like what kind of you know play time he could get and how fast it could happen while on top of that making one or two million well, and not using a year of
0: eligibility or anything right. either. So. COVID year. Gosh, can you imagine? I don't even know what I would do if I was 18 and I made a couple million dollars.
1: I probably would have made some dumb decisions with it.
0: I know you would have. <laughs> I probably would have invested a lot of it into a 401k or something.
1: You know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure you would have.
0: Invested all. But there's a ton of guys sitting here in the portal that haven't committed yet. Guys like Dylan Gabriel... The newest one, I feel like the newest big name, Bo Nix.
1: Yeah, Bo Nix. Where is he going to go?
0: Do we think? I mean, UCF's definitely on the table with Gus over there.
1: Yeah, I could see. I could see that being a perfect fit.
0: I don't know though. Is he? Does he want to play big time Power Five still?
2: Why
1: would you not?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, wait, but UCF's going to the Big Twelve, right? Is that? Next oh year? yeah.
1: Well, I don't know if that'll be next year. Okay. But- well, we'll have to go double check on that. Um, and really quickly, did you see who else announced where they were transferring? Uh, Brian Marr? Oh, where's he going? Is Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Hey, Austin, whoa, baby. That's
2: the Texas powerhouse now. That
1: is. Didn't they hit that insane shot in basketball uh, a couple years ago in the tournament?
0: E, they're always, I feel like, in the yeah. tournament. So probably.
1: Yeah, they're always like doing something, upsetting
0: that one. Caught me all. I was.
1: I mean, I thought he'd go to like Colorado or something like. Somewhere a little bigger, right? yeah. Like I thought he could have at least group right. of five, like
0: yeah. He was originally because UCF was one of his like final. Yeah, runs. I think
1: so. Maybe people just realize he's not that good, and that's the only place he's going to get. I think he's, respect- but I, I, respectfully, but I yeah, think, respectfully, respectfully.
0: But I think he's good enough to be a group of five, like dangerous quarterback. He's an af- he's athletic.
1: Yeah. I mean, exactly. there were
0: flashes at Tennessee. We saw that. He did it. have flashes. <laughs> there were times where he, you were like, "Whoa, this kid might be can actually good. throw
1: the ball a little bit." And so, he could, he could move a little bit. I'll give him that.
0: He's got, he's got other stuff to worry about, though. I mean, yeah, I, go, think, go, I mean, I hope he does really well. Yeah, I'm, I definitely
1: hope he does well, but we'll see. I think hopefully he's just kind of got all his ex- external stuff figured out and just be able to get in, get into football and have a good time again.
0: Did y'all know that? Uh, Bo Nix is undefeated against Nick Saban in his time at Auburn. What is
1: because like? Nick Saban didn't coach that game with yeah. COVID, right? Yeah, so what is that yep. one and zero? yeah, he's one and oh, because
0: okay. he didn't play this year. Did they beat him last year? Yeah, they did. And then the year before was a Nick Saban COVID game, or was it, it was last it year? A Nick it Saban, had COVID. Been, yeah, last year was a Nick Saban COVID game, he didn't get to coach. So the year before, I guess, was when Bo Nix won.
2: What was Steve Sarkeesian the head coach?
0: Yeah. And then there may have been a year Nix was injured or something. I don't know. Well, that was this year. Well, speaking
2: know. of Auburn, there was also reports that Tank Bigsby was going to go to the portal. But those that's have apparently been refuted. Really? Yeah. So that's well, also I've seen some stuff
1: air. where he might go to Tennessee, but I guess that's pretty disappointing if uh, he's not going to end up transferring.
2: Well, apparently he didn't go to practice like last week for a couple of days, but now they're saying he is going to come back and be ready for the bowl game. I don't know, but... There's a lot of stuff swirling in the world of players jumping in and out of teams and whatever. Well, and you have guys like Max Johnson, Miles Brennan. Cal- Zach Calzada. Yeah. Ke- Texas A&M. The Cuban Missile Guys has who are
1: pretty left. good. Keenan I
0: Slovis. I mean, gu- yeah, true show. Guys who are good. Guys who are four and five stars coming out of high school that aren't still that are busts or anything either. They're, they're good. They're not
1: busts, but some of them are definitely a little sketchy on whether they could be good or not. But I think a lot of it depends on the coaching and the fit and... Everything. It's it's all guys that I'd be I'd want on my team. Whether they end up starting, I don't know. But it's all guys that I feel like would be beneficial to at least give a shot to.
0: I think if you're a team who needs a quarterback, i.e. Nebraska, you're in a good position with all these guys in the portal. More guys in the portal, if you are a not so great team, is a good thing for you yes. most of the time. Yes, because there's a good chance you get guys who were big-time players then that want to go to a Power 5 school that is going to get them playing time right away. Yeah. Because, I mean, a guy like Dylan Gabriel, he's rumored Ole Miss might be a possibility. I think the downside there is maybe if Ole Miss's OC goes to Oklahoma or something because he's, he's boys with Venables maybe, or maybe he's an yeah. – I, I don't know what the connection is there. But if, if he stays at Ole Miss and Dylan Gabriel goes to a school like Ole Miss – that could be a lot of fun.
1: Lane Kiffin, I feel like, could have a heyday with Dylan Gabriel. Or shoot,
0: Hound. even a guy like Ke- – if, if Lane Kiffin got a guy like Keaton Slovis. I mean, I've seen Keaton Slovis play before, not super recently, but yeah. I've seen him sling it around. I know he can play. He's got an arm. And then but Bo- I don't know what Bo Nix will do. I, I would have to say, if I was going to bet on it, I would bet on him going to UCF to reunite with Gus. I could see that. But he's good enough to play at another Power 5 school. I don't really want him at Nebraska personally. I think if he came to Nebraska that would essentially be trading Adrian Martinez for Adrian Martinez. Yeah,
1: they're pretty much the same. Not like gonna both be both guys who crazy can make some threat, but can make some plays on the ground and
0: guys who can make crazy plays at the time and really look like they're gonna be something one day, but then they just actually never did.
1: So. Never come together. Um One interesting running back that I wanted to talk about, um, and this is an Andrew Ray UGA favorite for some of you Georgia and Tennessee fans out there, you know who I'm talking about. Zach Evans, originally committed to Georgia, somehow got kicked off that team, didn't end up committing whatever it was, ended up at TCU, and didn't like it there. Now, some stuff, maybe Tennessee? I don't know. I'm talking a lot of Tennessee transfer portal running backs here, but... It's going to be interesting to see where some of these uh, other guys come out as well because it's not only quarterbacks in the transfer portal this year. We've got uh, some good receivers like Jaden Hazelwood transferring from Oklahoma to Arkansas. Um, there's, a, there's just a lot of movement this year. It's fun to watch.
0: Well, especially with all the coaching changes, right? It, it's inevitable that you're going to have a lot of guys who their coach left, so they don't really care to hang around because you have so many guys that go to a school now because of the coach they're going to play for.
1: That's very true.
2: This is just crazy. College crazy college <laughs> football season, crazy transfer well, portal. So action. another
0: another fact I saw earlier that I thought was interesting. You know, we have this kind of free agency going on in college football. The transfer portal looks so attractive. I think it's something around seventy two percent of guys that have gone into the portal haven't found another school to go to. And guess what? A lot of those guys are probably not going to find another school to go to, which is the kind of risk you play. You have all these guys who don't have a lot of tape that are thinking, yeah, "Oh, I that's just true." Like the fact that I'm at a big name program means that I can go to another big name program. But the problem is, is these other big name programs say, "Oh, well, what have you done? Let's see. Let's see the tape." And they don't have any. So, and and that that relates back to more of. These players, some of these players wanting instant gratification or instant playing time instead of having to wait a couple years and get better. So that'll be something to keep track of as well. How many of these guys, like what does the portal sit at when the season starts? Like how many guys are stuck in the portal or are going to have to end up going to like such a lower level program because they didn't want to sit and wait around to play when obviously, you know, maybe sometimes you just need to, Work a little harder. Wait to wait for a spot to open up and jump in and play when it's your time.
1: I kinda miss the days when there I guess I wasn't really too cognizant for them, but the late nineties, early two thousands, and even earlier on than that, when guys just like to stay in college and when they and I'm thinking of a couple of basketball examples, guys like Shaq and Michael Jordan, who stayed, Shaq stayed at LSU for two or three years, Michael Jordan three years at North Carolina. I mean, but,
0: obviously, and then Peyton Manning at Tennessee. Yeah,
1: Peyton Manning returning, uh, foregoing the NFL draft, staying at Tennessee. That was, it just made college sports so much fun, and I, I understand why they want to leave. Got to go get that money. You got to worry about yourself sometimes and be worried about your family first. But, man, I, it. It'd be fun if we could keep some of these guys in um, or at their universities a little bit longer.
0: Well, guys just had loyalty. I feel like you went to a school because you loved the school back then. Yeah, in the now day. there's, there's I, no loyalty. Obviously, you wanted to go to a winning program and everything, but there was so much more of a, is this a good fit for me? And now it's this, hey, how am I going to get to the NFL as fast as I can? How am I going to win a national championship as fast as I can without having to have too many speed bumps yeah, along the way. How
1: can I immediately start and do all of that too?
0: Right. And I think I, I understand. I, I have no problem with guys leaving early to go and get, get that money because that chance, if you, if you mess it up, you could be costing yourself millions of dollars. Yeah, I, understand I get that. it. I get it. However, I'm not a fan of the whole sitting out of bowl games and everything. It's like, okay, dude, like you're, you're playing football.
1: Yeah, I mean, some, I, point, I get, some yeah, of this you, is for the love of the game, and for the love of your school, and for your brothers out there on the field.
0: Like you, I, I get. Yeah, there's a there's a chance you get hurt. There's a chance you get hurt every day or every game. You get hurt in the preseason. There's a day. chance
1: you get hurt when you drive your car to the
2: practice facility.
0: Right, and I just show some respect for a team that is has given you this opportunity, essentially, to live out your dream. Have a little loyalty. Have a little respect. Yeah. Pay it
1: back a little bit.
0: I mean, go out well and just play for your pride for the, the school you went to. You should want to do that, I think.
1: Yeah, and who were we? Were we talking about the Bosa brothers who sat out of the playoffs? Or one of them? Did was, they? A, it was something like Nick the, Nick
2: Bosa did. I think. I don't think Joey did.
1: Yeah. Or I, sorry, I said Bosa brothers, but uh, Nick Bosa, yeah, sitting out of the playoffs.
2: I didn't even know that. That's actually nuts. I don't. We'll do some fact-checking, but I think I remember I'm that I'm pretty happening. sure
1: one of them sat out of the playoffs. You'll have to fact-check me on that, but I'm almost positive. I-, I couldn't even imagine doing that.
0: That's basically like spitting in, oh, spitting on Ohio State's seal or something at Canvas saying, I don't really care at all about this school. I just needed to go to the NFL as fast as possible. And that's a pull, right, for a lot of universities. You want to go to a school that puts out NFL players and everything? But dude, go to I mean, have pride for where you went to school. For your home for a few years, you know. I don't know.
1: I mean, I feel like I have more pride in a school that I had no effect on the football team whatsoever and will probably never have any effect on the football team. Never say never, but I I, I have some pride. I love going out there cheering for my team and representing those colors and being out there. I would I would think the players would want to do the same.
0: You'd strap it up. If you had to,
1: well, oh, I definitely would. I'd be uh, a liability out there, but I'd take a shot if need be.
0: Reese, what are we looking for? Oh, the Nick, the the Bosa
2: story. Did I just
1: make that up, or I feel like it was?
2: Uh, I think Nick Bosa got hurt, and he just decided to call it early. But I don't think it was okay. like right before the playoffs.
1: Mm, I I feel like. He could have like come back for the playoffs, so there was something like. No, I think
2: you're you're either creating
0: a memory in my head, or I'm starting to remember. So there was it was something.
1: I might have like kind of exaggerated exactly what had happened, but there was something to where like he could have played in the playoffs or something, and just chose not to.
2: Well, in October of 2018, uh, Ohio State announced that Nick Bosa would uh, was sidelined by an injury. He suffered against TCU, and he withdrew from the school in order to devote more time to his rehab and training efforts for the NFL Combine. So it wasn't right before the playoff, but he like he got injured in the season, and, and he just, just said, like, I'm done. Okay, well,
1: Right,
0: right. No, yeah, I do remember that now.
1: Okay, but I'm pretty, they went to the playoffs that year anyway, so the fact that he gave up on them it means he didn't believe they could get to the playoffs. Or maybe he did. I don't know. I'm reading way, way too much into this, but... I think you should go out there, at least stay on the team, and rehab with them.
0: Yeah. I mean, but getting back to what we were talking about, the whole whole college football landscape is still, I mean, obviously it's been changing, it's ongoing, it's still changing, but I think this makes the offseason so much more exciting, adding this aspect of the transfer portal, because you have, obviously, signing day coming up somewhat soon, and then you have all these guys in the portal—you have no idea—they can make a decision at any minute where they're going to decide to go, and you have big names in here that could go anywhere. That could be chain They, could, especially at position like quarterback, with the amount of quality quarterbacks that are in the portal, could change the trajectory of a program if they go there. You know?
1: Oh, completely change the trajectory of a program. Like, yeah. I mean,
0: Rattler's going to do it at yeah. South Carolina. I mean, their trajectory is yeah. going up, but you have to think. They're, That's a
1: huge difference.
0: Yeah, and I have no—I really have no idea what they're gonna. I mean, how many wins extra does Spencer Rattler give you at South Carolina?
2: I think the over/under is one and a half.
0: Really?
1: One yeah, I mean, one half? player can't yeah. really
2: do all that much for you.
1: Quarterback, quarterbacks, quarterback, can maybe get you a few. Can wins. you
0: look up? Can someone look up who they lost to this year? Oh, I got. it. Or like their record. Cause I don't, or maybe what it, I don't know. Cause I, I feel like they lost to some really bad teams early on.
1: Well, they got destroyed by Tennessee. Okay, so we they went there
0: six and six this year. Um, just give me, just give me their losses.
2: Georgia. Yeah, tough. They lost to Kentucky, sixteen to ten. That that's one right there. Maybe you win. Lost to Tennessee, twenty to forty-five.
1: You lose that one.
2: Probably, Yeah, probably not. Lost to Texas A&M, 14-44. Probably not. Lost to Missouri in a tight one, 28-31. That's a game where Spencer that's, Rattler that's probably game. pushes you over the hump. Right. Missouri
1: and Kentucky, you could beat both of them with Rattler, and that's, what, 8 one season?
0: Yes. So, dude, eight and four feels a lot different than six and six. Oh, it oh, does. Different?
1: It does. Eight just looks good on paper.
0: It does. Eight and and four is like you're a good team.
1: Yeah, you're a good team, not a great team, but you're good.
2: And they lost to Clemson thirty to nothing.
1: Clemson had gotten really hot by the end of the season, though they were a lot better team.
2: Yeah,
0: but I mean, you're right though. One player to to make like maybe those other games they won, they win by a lot more, or maybe it's more comfortable. But as far as straight wins on on the record. Yeah, it, it, it isn't probably as different as you think it is. But I mean, I, yeah,
2: Spencer Rattler can't play defense.
0: But I'm thinking if you're setting the over-under of total wins for South Carolina next year, it's got to be around seven, seven and a half. One and a half. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> There you go. We
2: came back around. Yeah, we all
0: came back around. We're all saying the same thing. Anyway. Uh yeah, I'm excited. It'll be it'll be fun to watch to see. I, I'm really excited to see where Dylan Gabriel goes. I hope it's Nebraska. I don't think it is, though. I don't know who Nebraska's going to get out of this transfer portal of quarterbacks. If it's a guy like Miles Brennan, I, I mean, he can throw it, but is that what we're going with? I, I'd like a guy who's a real running threat, and I don't know if that's really him.
2: Anyway. Do we want to hop into the NFLs or anything else on college? We we forgot that there was an actual college football game on Saturday.
1: Army Navy, baby. Yeah.
2: An American classic, the best game of the year, in my opinion. Army Navy.
1: It was one of the craziest games I've ever seen, and especially with the miracle that happened to Navy with the fake punt. Oh, yeah. That wasn't supposed to be a fake punt.
2: Yeah. Did you see that? I I was watching, yeah. So Navy's star linebacker, four-year starter, Diego Fago, really great player. Actually might even get some, he might get a special grant from like the Navy to play in the NFL. We'll see. But he was in the backfield for the punt and somehow the long snapper shoots it right at his face. He catches it, runs for the first down and like hurdles over a guy and Navy converts, which was a huge play. For them, so they got to go down the field. I think and score after that, but yeah, like you said, Nick. Allegedly, when they interviewed him yeah, after was the game, cold. they didn't call that fake pun, and like somehow his instincts kicked in. He caught the snap, which was a rifle at his face, and he just ran for the first down. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, he like broke a tackle and then jumped over the dude, yeah, kind of to get the first down.
2: Yeah, no, it was it was great. So I, I always love watching Army Navy, and I heard uh, listening to another podcast today. I heard a stat. The Army Navy game, the under has hit in that game for sixteen years in a row. So if you wanna if you're betting, man, you might want to bet on the Army Navy under next year.
1: I have a quick stat about that. Um, and it's actually a video I saw. If you basically so you took a hundred dollars at the very first time this happened sixteen years ago, you'd win two hundred or you'd win a hundred, then it'd transform it transform into two hundred. So basically that story, if you keep just taking your winnings and every time putting it back in, you would have made over 1.4 million dollars oh on the under. If you just would take your winnings every time, put it all on the under 16 years in a row, you'd be a millionaire by now.
0: That hurt. that stuff like that makes me sad. Yeah, it's like why didn't I think of that? If only. Yeah. It's something obviously you can't imagine. No, because well, and- I
1: couldn't imagine myself at some point you're throwing down 70k uh, 140k <laughs> like on the under at a well, certain we,
0: point i've got to stop it's yeah, like, a, stock like road, but at a certain point you feel like you got to pull it yeah, yeah like, I, I don't know if i would
1: be able to run it all the way up to 1.4 mil i think i'd probably be pulling out earlier than that
0: or what i might do once i got to a certain point like say i had one 10k maybe i'd still put like two grand on
2: it or something
1: yeah i mean just see if it keeps rolling but yeah not yeah, but then on. when it
2: repeats itself year after year, you're, you're kicking yourself. Oh, I, only, I had ten, but I only bet two. All right, That's next year I'm going exactly. all in. <laughs> like, but uh, but anyways, Army Navy, I love that game. You know, they have awesome flyovers, and you know they both uh, schools or I guess academies they sing their song at the end of the game, and all the players stand there, and it, it's just a great game. It's it makes good, it makes me sight. feel very patriotic, and it's also football, which patriotism and football I think go hand in hand.
1: They 100% do.
2: Yeah, but I I love watching that game, and I'm glad we had a game to watch this weekend because you know we have a little bit of downtime before bowl season and the uh, playoffs. It does. Bowl season starts this week, though, right? So I think it's 17th.
1: That sounds right. I mean, it's not obviously. You got
2: when's the pinstripe bowl? That's all we care about.
1: I don't know. (laughs) I know the Music City Bowl is December 30th. Isn't that a Thursday? It is
2: unfortunately a Thursday. That sucks.
1: But so I, I, I bought gotta, tickets it's anyway. It's always
2: on a like a weird day, I feel like. I wish it could have just been a Friday.
0: Well, but obviously it couldn't because that'd be New Year's. Well, it could be. Man, that would be crazy if they did Music City Bowl on New Year's Eve. Yeah, Nashville would burn to the ground probably, especially if the Vols were in town. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. You would have, oh, that place would be packed. You wouldn't be able to move around down there. It would be so hard to get in and out of that game if you wanted to go to the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, this year on July 4th, Independence Day, Nashville was crazy. I can't even imagine New New Year's Eve and a football game with the Vols.
1: It's going to be fun. Um, But, guys, you want to go ahead and jump into the NFL now? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I want to kick us off real quick with the Ravens and Browns game. Um, Pretty big for the Titans. Needed a Ravens loss, and it ended up happening in an absolutely insane fashion. Uh, So... Tyler Huntley is driving down the field, Lamar, uh, who is looking like already a possibility to be back this next week, so injury wasn't as bad as it looked, but he pretty much missed most of the game, um, or at least the second half. And Tyler Huntley was driving, they converted on an insane fourth down, somehow end up scoring to Mark Andrews, uh, which kind of screwed Dunny in fantasy football, Um, but they Then after they score, I'm even talking to a friend saying, oh, man, why are people getting hype about this? Like, they're down two scores. It doesn't matter. Bit my tongue. They executed the best onside kick I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, perfect kick, perfect recovery. Get the ball. And then just absolutely – and Tyler Huntley misses uh, Marquise Brown wide open for a touchdown to win the game. Um, It was just ugly. If Lamar was out there, the Ravens would have figured out a way to win that game, which it seems like they've won games in crazy fashions the whole year. But good for the uh, Titans as the Ravens lose a game um, and we jump them in the AFC standings.
2: Yeah, and also in that game – do you guys remember a guy named Takerist McKinley or Tack? Tack. As they call him.
1: Yes, I do remember him. Is he the one Point who brought out Falcons? the picture of his dead grandma. Yes, yes. The
2: draft? I, that's what I was getting to. So he was drafted by the first round, um, or in the first round by the Falcons a few years ago. I think it was like 2018. Brings out a picture, a, a legit like portrait you would hang on a wall of his deceased grandmother, and it was a whole big deal on the NFL draft night. But uh, he's still in the league. For the Browns on Sunday, he had uh, four pressures and one sack and caused a turnover because of a pressure. So Tack is back.
1: Do you know who else, unfortunately, in the fourth quarter, after the Ravens had gotten that onside kick, um, pretty much the game-saving sack was Mr. Jadavian Clowney. That's the most he's Mm -hmm. done ever. No, don't like to I see him. I don't care.
0: He's like, whatever. We're not missing him. I saw yeah,
1: we, we don't miss him. I
2: saw a Titans fan wearing a clowny jersey yesterday at the game, and I'm just like, dude, you must be kicking yourself after spending $100 on that.
1: Yeah, not a good choice.
0: I had the worst run of Preds jersey purchases for a while. I got a... Peter Forsberg. So I got a Shea Weber, which I I actually still... I wear the Shea Weber one pretty much all the that time. because strong, he was because he was here yeah, for He's, so like he's a, a national legend. Yeah, so... That that one's fine, but then obviously, like the, pretty soon after I got it, he got he, traded. Yeah. Went, then I went for a James Neal jersey because oh. I go for guys like Vegas, right? Yeah. yeah he then, was then Vegas draft. Them. So after after that happened, I said, "Screw this! I'm getting a no name and got a white no name jersey."
2: Yeah, that's smart.
0: And I don't really care about buying a new one. I the, did have the Weber
1: has you covered.
0: Well, I did have a black and blue Steve Sullivan jersey oh, that I found on eBay. However, I got it and it was like way too small, so someone else Damn. is wearing it right black now. Black and but the old black and blues were dude; great. those are sick. We need to bring them back. Speaking
2: of black and blue Preds, they released their sweaters or jerseys for their outdoor game, the Stadium Series, in like Ooh. February or January, I think. They're. They look like... They're weird looking. But they're kind of growing on me. I hated them at first, and now I'm kind of like,
1: well, they're okay. They
0: look like when you walk into Sam's Club or Costco, and they're selling Preds jerseys, quote-unquote. Like, they're selling their version of a Preds jersey, and it's just not the same thing. That's what that looks like to me.
2: I think once I see it on the ice, and they're skating around, I think it'll be okay. Uh, But it's not great. I feel like it could have been a lot better. They could have done better.
0: Well, it's like the font even looks like... Well... I won't get into it, but there is a reason behind the font. But okay, yeah. we yeah we don't have to talk hockey just yet. We we can get
2: into that. Yeah, later. we went from Jadavian Clowney to the Preds. But speaking, you never other know where it's gone. Sack artist Miles Garrett's a freak.
1: Miles Garrett is a freak. He but- had
2: three tackles, one sack, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery against the Ravens. He now has fifteen sacks on the season, all time Browns single season record. He's insane. Also, kind of friends with him. I saw him. Uh, at the gym and in the
1: locker room in college, so I know Miles Garrett. Do you know who has 11 sacks on the season? Harold Landry. That's right, baby. Absolute beast. And do you know, know who's been a big reason about that? Jeffrey Simmons, Jr. Yeah.
2: I love Big Jeff. Do we want to just jump into the Titans game?
1: As well? As well. I think so. That's what they want to do. It's That's a perfect segue into it.
2: Yeah, Titans take care of business. First shutout. Since 2018, we beat the Jags yesterday, twenty to nothing. First shutout at home since 2000. Yeah,
1: and did you see the Jaguars were shut out for the first time since 09? They've scored every time, or haven't been shut out since 09. I saw.
2: That's that's a pretty good run. That's a a a pretty good run for for a historically poor franchise. Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: So hey, the Jaguars. They at least put up a field goal on the board usually, so
2: Maybe that just shows you
1: how bad our defense is, and I mean, good bad. There's some bad men out there.
0: I have to I have to mention this. So I was I was at the game on uh, on Sunday, and I was sitting next to a couple guys who. So my my brother in law has season tickets, so every now and then if he can't go, he'll he'll give me the tickets, which is great, obviously. And so I kind of recognize the people who are in his row and everything. And the guy who I was sitting next to, I know, like, kind of middle-aged guy, 40s or 50s maybe, really cool, like, pretty knowledgeable, so we can always football kind guy. of talk football. Like, he's, he's up to date on, you know, guys getting caught. Like, he knows the team, too. Like, he knows the practice squad guys. If, if someone's been playing, we can talk about that. Anyway, the guy who sits next to him, his buddy, is one of those guys who's super, oh, they're in a three three tight end set here like suit oh, 12, like oh, personnel yeah, yeah it yeah. loves to talk about that but then like doesn't know who Jeffrey Simmons is type of, like just football nerd but also doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about at the same mm-hmm. time and so he I I held my tongue I didn't say anything and I really wish I would have but he starts talking about Trevor Lawrence and how much Trevor Lawrence sucks blah 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 which okay yeah that's fine I mean he hasn't had a good year you can, you can have that take. Like, you might be wrong, but you might be right. We don't know yet. He's got a whole career ahead of him. But his reasoning behind it... Well, first, here's what he said. He said, Trevor Lawrence's NFL career is not at QB. It's at tight end. Oh, here we go. And I just right, wanted to that, say...
1: You, everything that comes after this, yeah. I, I would not listen yeah, to. Exactly. Well,
0: yeah, exactly. Well, I'm like, bro, that is a take and a half. I don't think Thomas Swafford would throw that one out there. Well... Yeah. And, <laughs> no, but, I mean, he might say Trevor no, Lawrence yeah, is going to suck, I know, but I don't yeah. think... Look, T- Tim Tebow tried to play tight end, and he actually looks like a tight end. Trevor yeah. Lawrence is not going to... He can't play tight end. Trevor
2: Lawrence has been arguably the most highly touted quarterback in the history of football, yeah. ever since he was in high school.
0: Well, and besides that, the guy, his his argument is, you know, these guys, Alabama and Clemson, they just got all these guys to throw to, and... You know they get to the NFL and they can't be successful and I'm like, "Dude, d-
1: Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson? Look at what Mac Jones is Isn't doing d- this year. Mac he's, Jones. He's on one of the best Jalen teams
2: Hurts? in the league. I guarantee you that Marvin Jones Jr. is a better wide receiver than any of those guys that were at Clemson with uh Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Certainly. Yeah, every single NFL Well, team his is- his
2: point was they were the guys
0: at Clemson, the receivers at Clemson were so much better than like the DBs they were facing. But still, I'm like, dude, that doesn't. I hate when guys say that. That doesn't matter. If you can play quarterback, you can play quarterback. The ball's got to be. I there. would think
1: an NFL coach and NFL scouts would know more than what this guy knows. And the fact that basically, if Urban Meyer didn't take him first, he was going second, and then if he wasn't taking second, he was going third. I mean, he was top on everybody's board. Yeah, he's got everything you could ever want.
2: Well, and quarterback. Here's the
0: thing: if if you think Trevor Lawrence sucks, okay, you might be right. We'll see. But you got to give the guy a real NFL head coach first.
1: Yeah, that Jaguars team is in shambles. What's
0: the difference between like? Do you think if Trevor Lawrence was on the Patriots, they're like way worse? Like, is Mac Jones
2: that much of a difference for the Patriots? I I mean, I I would think that they're the same, or you know, I I couldn't see them being way worse. No, right. I'm.
0: I'm just saying, maybe Mac Jones is a better. Pro quarterback than Trevor Lawrence? Maybe. But the situation he walked into versus what Trevor Lawrence walked into is night and day. Yeah, I Total have to imagine year. if Trevor oh, Lawrence yeah. is on the Patriots, they're still doing pretty well.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you have they the best head be coach even of even all better. time with yeah. you. Yeah. And instead, you have Urban Meyer, first-year head coach in the NFL, who carries a lot of baggage, needless to say. It sounds like he's lost the log.
0: One of y'all was talking to me about this. He he seems like he's lost the locker room and his assistant coaches. He's lost
2: everybody. He, he Yeah, I mean, reports came out that he, was, he had called players and coaches losers, just like yeah. call them losers in team meetings. He was apparently challenging uh, his assistant coaches to, like, hey, prove your resume to me. Why should you be here? You know, you guys are losers. And the funny thing is, like, well, Urban Meyer, they shouldn't be proving their resumes to you. You were the one who chose them. Like, Jacksonville is in shambles right now, and Urban Myers at the head of it. I
0: don't think... Do you think he'll finish out the year?
1: Shot, I mean, I've, I've been, seen conflicting reports. Shad Khan has said that he's sticking with him through next year, and then there's some reports saying that he's gone after... If, I, if they lose next week, like, it's...
2: That's what I... Well, I'm, I'm going to be shocked if he if he makes it the rest of the year. I'm not saying he'll get fired, but he might resign. Right, that's a possibility too that you have to take into account that he
0: might just be like, oh, I don't want to do this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Urban Myers just it's a dumpster fire there, and it all started after that Thursday night game when he went back to his his own bar, and you know did the did the thing with the girl and the pictures and the yeah. So it was weird and it's just all gone downhill from there. It's just they too They did much, beat the Buffalo Bills though, so.
0: Just too many, I mean, urban. Come on, man. Just coach. You're a great football coach. Just well, Why he do you have to get into all this stuff? Why is there always yes, this drama falling? He's
1: not even Did you guys see uh how he pulled uh Jamarcus Russell? Said he was watching tape when he wasn't? No. So, uh I... Jag's media member was asked uh, asked Urban Meyer, um Andre Cisco about playing some more time. Um, Urban Meyer says, yeah, I think Cisco is playing a little bit more, I believe. I don't have his numbers in front of me, uh, but he's definitely been playing more. Cisco played zero defensive snaps in Saturday's game or Sunday's game. So your own head coach doesn't know if a player is stepping on the field. How, you know how hard these NFL head coaches work how many hours, Bill Belichick? I mean, these guys hibernate, stay away from their families for nine months, and live, breathe football, and work so hard watching film, doing all this stuff.
0: Bring Urban that, Meyer is so yeah, he I is mean, so Vrabels, in over his head. Mike Vrabels had ninety different guys playing this year, and he knows every single. He knows one every who's single. On yep,
1: one hundred. I guarantee he had to
0: scout all of them because he's had to pull in exactly. so guys. He knows exactly who he's bringing in.
2: Yeah, I, I was watching Urban Meyer. On the sideline during the game, he was just pacing back and forth, had his hands on his knees, just staring at the turf. And it, it, he just, he almost looked like a ghost out there. He
1: just, the handshake was about oh, as yeah. weak as it could get. That's,
2: I was hoping we would get to that. The handshake with Mike Vrabel, like,
1: and it, they coached together at Ohio State. Yeah.
2: I mean, they're, yeah, there's a relationship there. You would think that they're buddies. He just didn't even look him in the eye, it didn't even look him out of the eye,
1: gave him the limp fish handshake. He like, just looked like it a was, corpse. Yeah, there is. He did look lifeless. It's it's very odd, and I mean,
2: I think everyone saw this coming.
0: Yeah, I I, I think I don't least, know.
1: I didn't think it was going to be uh, this bad.
0: I mean, I gave him a chance. I thought it was. I was excited to see it, but I don't know if I ever actually
2: thought it would work out well. I didn't think that he would have all this extracurricular stuff that we you know we saw you know, with the thing at the bar with the girl. I didn't know if anything like that was going to happen, but when I saw his name going to the Jags and, you know, with his track record of, you know, not, I mean, maybe, I guess you can call him scandals. I I saw him going to the Jags. I'm like, this is not going to work out. I don't know if it's going to be one, two, three, four, five years, but in the end, this is not going to be something that, you know, the Jags aren't going to the playoffs and being contenders with him.
0: Well, and I'm with you, Reese. I think everyone really needs to, Consider the fact that Urban may say, "I'm I don't want to lose this much. I'm out of here."
2: Yeah, I don't really feel like this. I, yeah. Well, I so I think the Jags. What is their record? Are they two and ten? Two and eleven. Two, two no, they They've yeah. been eliminated from well,
1: playoff contention. He's
2: lost more games in one season with the Jags than he lost in all of his years at Ohio State. That's got I mean, yeah. on a guy like Urban Meyer, who is obsessed with winning and being the best in the spotlight of the show. Uh, That's got to take a toll on him, and especially on his heart.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll be able to make it this year, Reese, like you were talking about. I think he'll resign. For some reason, Shad Khan has at least to the media said he's sticking with him, but I don't think Urban Meyer physically can make it through this. (laughs) Like, he's done. His body and mind can't handle it. He can't physically and mentally do this. He's in over his head. He, I mean, w- we talk about it and see it all the time. Being an NFL head coach and being a college football coach is very different, completely different. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, one you're you have grown men out there, and the other you're really like a father to all these young kids on a college football team, and you're recruiting. And in the NFL, it's the game's different. It's so much faster.
2: The, a lot more just money. the play
1: calling is different. There's a lot more money involved. There's a lot more egos involved. There's, I mean, you're having to coach thirty-five-year-old offensive linemen, like that's different than coaching a twenty-year-old kid.
0: So, is there is there a lot more money involved though if you're a head coach in the NFL versus a big-time head coach in college?
1: Well, I think money circuit. Well, I, don't I would know. think TV contracts
2: and like net worth of the teams and stuff like that—that that involves yes. more money. You may not get paid as much as a coach, but yeah. I mean, think of the salaries of all the players and you know. Oh that yeah, kind of no, yes. yeah, yeah, like correct, more correct. money around. Okay, you. Okay, I would okay, think gotcha. that you you get more scrutiny and you're held more accountable as an NFL head coach than you, as you are, you know, the average. Well, you
1: can do shady stuff in college, and it's like n- the norm. Just think, there's there's 30- no shady stuff going on in the NFL. No, it's th- all it's all game plan and do it. By the book in the right way, and it's just unless you're
2: cheating or unless you're the Washington football squad or or you're Bill Belichick from a few years. Yeah,
1: but I mean, it's I feel like that doesn't very happen very often, and they get caught a lot.
2: There's 32 teams, and they're in college football. Just the Power Five. I don't know, maybe give or take. That's like what 60 teams or something like that. So that's like almost double the spotlight if you think about it that way. Than an NFL coach has. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the entire city is resting on your shoulders if you're an NFL head coach. Like, there's. I don't know. Different I just think, pressures I think, to it's, I think it's. The it's NFL is. It's a different ballgame, of course.
0: May, maybe not in our neck of the Woods, but for like the entire country, the NFL is more popular as well. It's the most popular sport in America. Yeah. yeah.
2: Super Bowls are the most watched things on television in right. the history of the world. Yeah. So. Yeah. All that being said, Urban Meyer, it's just it's a sad, sad roller coaster for him and the Jaguars. I'm not I'm not really mad about it because hey, that means uh more more room for the Titans in the AFC South.
1: And speaking of the Titans, you know, hey, we're back. We're back. The defense looks so good. Uh the offensive line and pass protection still didn't look good. But That's true. Other than that, and so much is going to be fixed, especially with reports coming out. Derrick Henry injury timeline. He's going to end up coming back on the early side of things. Pretty Ooh, much everybody's God, saying. God, I hope. Um, and some people are even talking about if necessary, we'll bring Henry back before the playoffs. I'm honestly in the boat of. I think we got it handled. I yeah. think I, unless I mean, if it's still... a must-win in week. C- I guess eighteen will it be?
0: I mean, you're not. You're going to an AFC South.
1: Yeah,
2: there's like you would I mean, really
0: have to play really bad. These, I mean, you'd essentially have to lose out to not win yeah. the AFC yeah. South. Yeah,
2: and like we said, we still have the easiest schedule left out of any other team. So, I mean,
1: the 49ers and Steelers are no pushovers, though.
2: No, and even the Dolphins. Dolphins have been are they've won well, five so. in a
1: row, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they've won five in a row, and now we're coming off a bye week. We'll see what they, they've But done ideally,
0: this week, but. you know, you could somehow pull off a first round bye. I mean, you're tied right now in first place with Kansas City and New England. New England's got the tiebreaker over you. You've got the tiebreaker over Kansas City. So you're right there in the hunt for that first round bye still, honestly. Yeah. So that would be really awesome if you could get a bye and get Derrick Henry in there real fresh. I don't think that's going to happen. So, but if you can just win the division, get into the playoffs, and not play Henry until the
2: playoffs, I think that's the move. Yeah, all you know, that matters is the playoffs. You know, as right. long as we get that spot, like nothing else matters.
1: Well, yeah. and the the Patriots still have to go play in Indy, still have to play Buffalo as well. So, and the Colts are the Colts have been hot as much I as mean, I hate to say they, they could lose one of those games. Oh, they yeah. got to play the Jags as well. well we've
0: seen it. they can lose any game. Any anyone yeah. in this league is any given Sunday. Yeah,
2: yeah. Titans. Titans looked looked better. It was nice to uh, have the Titans get four turnovers, four interceptions, rather than yeah, four, wow. throw oh, four. four
1: interceptions
2: uh, this time around. So that that was good.
1: Um, and so starting at corner, didn't we have Greg Mabin and Buster Scrine? Pretty much out there the whole time? Well, yeah.
2: Screen. With, is it screen? It is screen. Yeah. It looks, like screen. it looks
0: like screen. It looks like screen. But, he, hey, he had a pick at the end of he the did.
1: game. He did. He did. By the way. Uh, Vrabel
0: really likes him, too. Vrabel couldn't talk enough about how professional he is and, and
1: everything. I have kind of a, a funny story here, and I get, want to get your guys's take on this. I don't know. I can't remember if you heard about this or not, Will. But we had a friend, uh Jack Hancock. His sister was out and met Nick Westbrook-Akine. Um, and so she had went up to him. I don't know what the exact story was. Had just asked, so what do you do for work? And he laughed. He laughed as if she was supposed to recognize him immediately.
0: Oh. Was it, was, did he laugh? Like, this is funny. Cause I play for the Titans and people don't know who I am. Or was it a laugh? Like I how mean, in the world do you not know who I am?
1: It, it, at least what was described to me, it sounded like, how do you not know who I am?
0: Yeah, Nick Westbrook Akini. Um, I know who you are well. I have no idea what you look like. Bro. Exactly. Sorry. That's what I was thinking. And I actually wa- that that's I should probably know what you look like because I watch I have to watch all the press conferences for work. So I, I no know I patrons. know what he looks like. So I'll give you that, Nick.
1: Yeah, but like outside of Titans fans and people who follow football. You think a twenty closely, something year
0: old girl is gonna automatically no. know who
2: you are? Half the Titans fans don't even know who you are. I would argue yeah. that literally half the Titans fans don't know who you are.
1: Probably. I'd, I'd agree.
2: It's like the Preds. Dude, half the Preds players can go
0: out every week oh, yeah. in downtown Nashville, and no one no, knows who they
1: no are. No one No. no. It,
0: I saw Ryan Johansson and Al Deans one time. No one was talking to him, and I went up and like gave him fang fingers, and he was like, yeah, get away from me.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of heard he's a little weird I don't from know. some people that uh, – because he kind of parties a lot around Nashville, apparently. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. But anyway, got Nick Westbrook-Kine,
1: come on, bro. Yeah, yeah that's something yeah, that I on, had to man. bring up. Like, come on, man. you got to be a little bit more humble than that when, I mean, t- at the beginning of this season, people were wondering if you were even going to make the team or not. So, yeah. Slow anyway, your roll there.
0: I- I'm going to run into, so instead of just breaking down all the games, I want to hear y'all's, just give me your top team in the NFL right now.
2: Green Bay Packers.
1: I mean, you kind of stole my thunder there, Reese. But I honestly think the Green Bay Packers as well. Dang it, are we all going to go Green
0: Bay? All right, give me your top two. because um, the Cardinals are ten and two, but they're no, not looking I, too hot
1: right now. No, I, I think, honestly think Cardinals it's, are might be at like number five for me.
2: And I'm not trying to give chalk here. It's it's Packers and Bucks. I mean, you have the greatest quarterback of all time on the Bucks, and you have Aaron Rodgers on the Packers, and the Packers defense is really good. And Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are very special players.
1: Fully healthy? I think Titans are number two, personally. Do you really? I really do.
0: Fully healthy, actually. I mean, I mean dude, we'll have with to find out, Fully right?
1: healthy, our defense and edge... Like, all you need to know is that our pass rush and defense would pretty much be fixed if everyone was healthy.
2: No, I mean, I, I think you can def- I agree. I can definitely argue. Henry makes
1: us... Possibly the best offense in the league, or at least puts us up there in that argument. So if you have a great defense, you have a great offense, you gotta be up there.
2: Definitely the best team in the AFC if we're healthy.
1: Yeah. I I think it's it's tough to make an argument for best team in the NFL, but certainly best team in the AFC as Cooper Cup scores a touchdown. I am absolutely pouring an onslaught in our fantasy football league right now in the playoffs. Had to put that in there. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford connection, baby.
2: Wow, I'm I'm a little shocked. I thought that the Rams might be dead. But they are
1: they're very much I knew alive. that they
2: weren't gonna be dead, but I they're showing more life than I'd expected.
0: That's the thing. So we talk about Packers and Bucks and Truth says Titans at their uh, at full health.
1: Chiefs and Rams at full health are up there too.
0: I'm I was gonna say the Rams have had a weird season where they took a big dive for a while and looked kinda rough. But when they're playing well, when that offense is clicking, it looks really good. They're unstoppable. I mean, Van Van Jefferson has become a good receiver. Yeah, and Robert Woods – didn't
1: Robert Woods tear his ACL? Yeah. So that is immediately – obviously they signed OBJ, but Van Jefferson has kind of filled that role since –
0: Yeah, and OBJ's got a touchdown tonight, as we've seen already. Yeah. So, I mean, he's getting into rhythm there. The defense has picked off Kyler Murray a couple times. They look good. They seem just like a fast team, if that makes sense. They look like they're flying around all the time. Is it?
2: Is it because of their uniforms? Maybe. The, kind of the Rams the el- with those uniforms, look. yeah, they look like little like lightning bolts. They look way faster when they're wearing those uniforms and when they play in SoFi Stadium.
0: And I think it's. Do they have? A diff- I bet they have a different camera angle in there. They might. I feel like that's got to be part be of it. it.
2: I yeah. I feel like Arizona p- games played in Arizona like tonight. I think they always look faster.
0: Yeah, maybe.
2: But yeah, no, I mean, I don't think I I don't think the Cardinals are I mean, they're good, but I don't think they're that great.
0: No one's really separated themselves. Even the Bucks looked really good the other night, but then Buffalo Buffalo came scared. back. Yeah.
2: Buffalo, yeah, they showed they showed a pulse. Josh Allen just like he was just like, "Okay, fine. I'll do it myself." Buffalo is the worst
0: best team I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, On paper, dude, they cannot run that the lineup. Ball. They can't run the ball.
0: No, that lineup. You're thinking this is a great team. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Mann.
1: Dawson Knox,
0: Davis is good. Cole the, Beasley, number 13, Beasley, <laughs> Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders has had a big. Yeah. Team? yeah.
1: yeah. And, well, it's really like Reese said. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, and I don't even they know who else the they ball? have. They're
2: terrible. No, here's a stat: They did not run the ball in the first half of their game against the Bucks yesterday. They did not run the ball a single time.
1: Their own line has not that been that has not either.
2: been... A team hasn't attempted or had zero rush attempts in the first half since 1991.
1: So that's essentially unheard of.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know if they counted I like... I can't believe someone did it in 91.
1: Yeah, like, I know. <laughs>
2: in the era of the NFL where you run the ball really all, all the time. So yeah. I don't know. It was weird. But... uh no, I, I I do think the Packers are the best team in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers just continues to—he's
0: had his their whole defense Rodgers up so things. much too. He's had his old COVID toe thing for like <laughs> the past three weeks, but he's also had the best three games of his season. So it's obviously not a big deal to him,
2: dude. And Devontae Adams had like a bum hamstring too, and didn't practice all week, and he had two touchdowns yesterday. He's obviously, great. it's it's against the Bears, but like still.
0: Well, and I think Aaron Jones was back last week or the week before, and he. Had a, he had two touchdowns Has, last night, hasn't missed a beat. <laughs> and AJ Dillon, man, I like watching him. He's he a, wreck, is a wrecking a, ball, he's a punishing runner. You don't want to when you're up in Lambeau, you don't want to tackle a guy like that. When it's cold and everything, you don't want a bowling ball coming at you, a guy who's
2: looking for contact, exactly. And it, historically, when we remember his breakout game was last year in the snow at Lambeau against the Titans. That was a painful game for the Titans, but A.J. did That was weird. uh, It was was so
0: sad. Weren't we on kind of a big win streak or something? We were
2: hot, and Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown, they were doing really well. Derrick Henry, of course, was doing Derrick Henry things. Um, But the Packers, like, torched us. Our defense was so bad last year. That's what what it was.
1: Didn't we give up 40-something? Yeah, like it, that. It, it, I think it was. I it just was. remember
0: Tannehill having he had like a 50-yard read option. Yeah, that run snow, was insane. So it was beautiful. Yeah,
2: he, he outran everybody. That was awesome. But Man's uh, got wheels. But yeah, A.J. Dillon, he's a beast. Packers are really good. That defense is – they have really good corners. They have really solid linebackers in their defensive line. Every, Who's that
1: Kenny Clark? Isn't it Kenny Clark? Their uh defensive tackle or defensive end, he has been a monster.
0: Wouldn't it just be a wild storyline if, after all this drama with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they come in and win a Super Bowl?
1: They have to go through the
2: Bucks first. Yeah, I know. But that, no, oh yeah, it would be totally wild. And Aaron Rodgers wouldn't even be happy about it. He'd just be like, "I, I don't even want to talk to you guys."
0: He would not even show up to get his ring. Probably no. He'd be like, He'd, mail it. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Sorry, I've got to go do Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was pretty funny when he was doing Jeopardy. I kind of wish he had stuck it out. Yeah. Oh, but also,
2: did we talk about it last week? Titans news. We got Zach Cunningham.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I, we
0: touched on it, but big game. Yeah. yeah. Still
1: yeah. huge, especially with David Long um, being Still injured. on IR. <laughs> Uh, hopefully he comes back next week, but Rashawn Evans, we didn't talk about huge oh. redemption game. Yeah. Rashawn. Evans he he was game. so back. He, he was back, played great, was graded the highest out of all the defensive players, had an interception, had an interception, he had a
2: one really good player. I remember he like broke through the line of scrimmage and made a tackle yeah, for loss. I was going to say
0: players. it was really good in the run game, which was kind of his Achilles heel. I feel like, or the complaint about him this year. Really? Yeah. Because I always thought he sucked in the pass
2: game. Everyone was complaining about him
0: going through the long Well, he just missed gaps. He
2: was
1: doing that. He was missing gaps gaps all the time was the thing.
2: Yeah, so I'm, I'm. honestly, call me crazy, but assuming Zach Cunningham plays like he has been the past few years, led the tackles in the NFL last year, assuming Zach Cunningham is a beast and plays well, linebacker for us, I would next year, looking ahead, like to have Rashawn Evans, Zach Cunningham, and David Long, and we can send on Brown to the whoever.
1: I mean, are we going to re-sign Rashawn Evans, though? Because we didn't pick up his option. So,
2: Well, it's a it's a prove-it year for him. Yeah,
1: it is a prove-it year, but he's been hurt all year. So we'll see what interest he uh, draws. Hopefully it's like a on Brown type of deal last year where we bring him in, bring him back for one more year is what I'd like see, for Rashawn Evans. have been the
0: same... I'm not a big Jayon Brown guy, which I feel like I'm. In, I thought I was in the minority, but y'all are kind of saying the same thing.
1: Uh,
2: I was previously, but this year he's he's let me down. Well, he hasn't played a lot. He hasn't played he a lot, and injured. when he has played, he's just. When I thought he was a great like pass coverage linebacker, and this year in the pass game, he's every well, time, he's time I I healthy. feel like every time I see him, he's like has his back turned, and the guy's catching the ball over his head. Mm. So. I'm I'm low key out on JM Brown,
1: respectfully. We'll be fine with Zach Cunningham there. I think um and once we get David Long back, he's really the most important piece. He's so
2: key and it's it's awesome to see him because he's a guy we draft in like the fourth round or something like that. Yeah. So we building love those building la- in house. Late round uh, draft picks. The West Virginia Mountaineer too. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean NFL's starting to heat up really quick. We're getting how many games do we have? Four games left in the season after Four games tonight? left?
1: Football. I mean, we got the bowl games, four regular season NFL games left. I mean, boys, I hate to say it, but we're getting close to the end here. I know. Nah, yeah,
0: but it's. We'll worry
1: about that when we get there.
0: You can't really even. We got till February, man.
1: Yeah, we still Super got Bowls two in more February.
0: months. Two more months. We don't get as much, but I mean, bowl, I do really like bowl season.
2: Bowl season is fun, and I also really love NFL Saturday playoff games. Yeah,
1: those I like Saturday are the best playoff games, too.
2: Yeah, so I don't know. I just I we just got love plenty football, of well,
0: and, and what makes it easier is so I was thinking about this the other day because you have this stretch of when football starts in September or end of August, whatever you run it all the way to February, and by the time you hit February. You're already in kind of college basketball, maybe NBA mode, NHL mode, but really you go into March with March Madness, then spring training, you baseball go, if you like baseball. Yeah. You then you go right into uh the Masters if you're a golf guy. You have you have a bunch of big sporting events. You go like Super Bowl, March Madness, Masters, and then by that time you're getting into NBA and NHL playoffs. So you have like a really good stretch, and then once the NBA playoffs are over, you're kind of like, oh,
1: what do I do? Well, now? it's
2: kind of a nice break. You spend time with your family, you go on vacation, like, yeah, and then you get right bad. back. Yeah,
1: but yeah, true, don't you but. want to be watching sports while you're doing that? Yeah, no, right.
0: <laughs> I don't. But I think I don't really recognize how much I miss football until I get to. I don't know. I feel like, like March I don't Madness recognize it. and the Masters kind of distracts me. You don't get it until you don't the get summer. It until summer, yeah. Like maybe May. Well, in definitely draft in April, right? You have the draft at least, and then maybe May, but definitely June, you start like hurting for it. Yeah. And then you just
2: wait for Hard Knocks to come on, and then you watch the first two episodes, and, and they're you get not sick the, of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been that good in a while. No, I feel it's like. Hey, have any of you watched the in-season ones with the Colts? I watched I, the I, first one, but I'm not did, watching it the, whole I hate point the Colts.
0: Of Hard, Well, the whole point of Hard Knocks is you get to watch it because there's no football on. There's football on. Yeah, like I I'm don't want to watch, watch Hard Knocks so now. True. Just
1: watch regular football. I'll watch. Them on I, I actually like
0: the Raiders one. All right, I just thought it. Well, Antonio been Brown better. threw in some. Yeah, that crazy right.
1: one.
2: And John Gruden.
1: Uh, you gotta love Gruden.
0: Uh, I really like the Bucks a few years ago. Jameis Winston made it really fun. I like. You had Jameis. You had you had Mike Evans.
2: Yeah, that one was good. I liked the uh, Texans with Brian Cushing.
1: Oh yeah, when he always his head would be
2: bleeding after he hit somebody.
0: Texans was one of the best ever because you had J.J. Watt, Cushing,
2: Bill O'Brien D, was actually a good the, uh, hard knocks guy. Yeah, I like Bill O'Brien on that. Yeah. The infamous D Hop versus D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Hall. DeAngelo Hall. Yeah, that was great. Literally, which D'Angelo Hall is ankle. on
0: Good Morning Football now. I noticed really? he's all professional, and it's funny to see. It's funny to see some of these guys who you wouldn't expect move into like some professional role yeah. after because like, you see them like just talking Clark. trash yeah.
1: on the field and yeah being crazy out there, and then they are all buttoned up on TV, and it's just funny to see kind of their TV personality versus their on the field personality.
0: Yeah, Jet, Jets, hard knocks with Rex Ryan was awesome. Oh, that, that was, was a one a good of the one. best that ones. What
1: amazing. is his quote? The it's it's better to be when expectations are high, or. You know what I'm talking about? I I know what
2: you're talking about. I can't quite remember. It's an epic.
1: did he catch that? It was an epic quote basically saying, screw all that crap about trying to be the underdog, yada, yada, yada. Being in the spotlight is where we want to be because we know we're better than everybody else. It doesn't matter what the media is saying. We don't care about that in the first place. We're out there. We're going to show everybody they're right. Yeah.
0: He also used to call Mark Sanchez Sanchez because he was their franchise guy.
1: And how did that work out? Hey, they went to an
2: AFC Championship. People forget. No, they there did. there was
0: a year. Well, Sanchez was kind of good for a little bit for like Wasn't one year. Wasn't Tomlinson
2: on that lead or er, on that team?
0: Uh, he may have been. I actually. feel like he was.
2: <laughs> was Sean Green on that Jets team? Probably. Probably. Was Jonathan Vilma still around? I really liked him. Ew, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, LT might have been on that Jets team. I don't know. No, but. Sanchez, I do remember. Yeah, well, he did have a couple of good years, but everybody, no one, will everybody ever automatically thinks of the butt fumble with Mark Sanchez. Yeah, that's all you think about.
0: Yeah.
1: So we we also forget about the legendary center Nick Mangold, who was an absolute beast up there. He was a legend yeah. on
0: the Jets. Yeah, yeah Darrell Rivas. Yeah.
1: Um, oh yeah. and, Revis and Island.
0: Revis also, was he was holding out that year though, so he wasn't even on it till the they had a whole episode where. All he did was show up to practice in gym shorts and everyone went nuts and he like broke down the huddle. <laughs> and I was just thinking, this guy just hasn't shown up to practice and everyone's like, still Oh, him. thank
1: God. <laughs> well, it's Revis Island. And then DeBrickishaw Ferguson, oh. remember DeBrickishaw? Yeah, he, so yeah, uh, he was a beast offensive tackle. So that, those Jets teams had some fun players on them.
0: One, well, Rex Ryan made it. The, was
1: Plaxico Burris on the Jets then?
0: Maybe I, feel like, like it I, was. I can't remember. It's this. Is All back, these names run together, right? And this is back what? Oh nine? Yeah, 09, maybe later. Maybe later. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think it was
1: right about there.
0: Anyway, do we have any? Do we have
2: any hot takes this week from Swaff? No. He. I. I asked him about the Raiders and Derek Carr, and he just immediately got mad at me and said, "Well, the yeah. Titans would win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr if they had him right now." So. I don't have any takes from him. That's a hot take That's a hot take
1: enough. Are are the
2: Titans better with Derek Carr versus Ryan Tannehill? That's basically what he was getting at, and he he acted like it was a no-brainer. No, I would say Mm. they're worse.
0: Yeah, probably worse. Especially right now with no one. You have to have Tannehill's running ability...
1: Well, it, that's I mean, Derek Carr
0: can run a little bit, but but
1: Tamiel's like he scores he's a, a lot of rushing touchdowns,
0: and that's why we win games a lot of times is because of the fact that he can run a run. Yeah, that, stuff that, that options, has gotten options over the edge a lot, yeah. especially when you don't have your top receivers. And Julio finally played this
2: week and did pretty well, did fine. He needs like to still to get his mojo back. I think still would like but, to but, see but more. But he did say after the game, he's like, "Hey, I'm fully healthy, no issues, like ready to go." So that well, that's that's good
0: it'll be the whole thing too. If you can have Julio he's he's not in his prime. He's there when you need you. But he's still good and I think if you have Julio and AJ it's a big it's a huge multiplier effect if you have both of them on the field. When he I don't think Julio can do it on his own anymore. He's not he's not cheat code like he used to be. No. But he's still really good.
1: Well yeah, he's dangerous. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, there's I mean, you, Like, he'll at least take up a team's, well, I guess maybe not. Like you said, when A.J. Brown gets out there, they're both fully healthy. I think they're going to complement each other so well, both kind of drawing the number one corner at times, depending on who's hot, and then you just start feeding the other guy. So we'll see what happens when he's back. I still got some faith.
0: It does sound so appealing when you say, hey, what if we had, we got Julio back, what if we had A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry
2: back, too? That's what I see what in my I'm dreams. Saying. That's what I see well, in my dreams. Once Will. once we're healthy. But you know, I at I least we I don't think Derek Carr is good. He's, he's good, f- but I don't think he's like He's fine. The best things in sliced bread like Swath thinks. I don't understand it. I I'm, don't. He's fine, but he's not great. I agree. He he does silly things. Yeah, he'll he'll and make I don't care if No, he, yeah,
0: he makes some dumb Yes, play. Like he, he has does. ruined some games for them. Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: And Ryan Tannehill, yes, he'll he's has a, had a lot of interceptions this year. Um, you know, whatever. He's
0: also had the most game winning drives of any quarterback since he's been with the Titans. Yeah.
2: He but he doesn't do dumb stuff like that to hurt you. He doesn't do that. And Derek Carr does.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And I don't care if the Raiders have had bad defenses when he's been on the team. They still stink. And so and he's just he's just fine. He's not great.
0: <laughs> any other closing thoughts we have?
2: Did, wasn't there a basketball talk? You wanted to say something about LeBron?
1: There was a little basketball minute, um, as some of you pay dirters, groundhogs, worms, uh, nuggets know. <laughs> Six packers. <laughs> uh, we're we're Tennessee fans here, or at least Will and I am, and then Reese is a backup Tennessee fan. My when mom he needs went to there, be. so
2: I like him. Okay.
1: Yeah, he he roots for us when it has no effect on the Aggies, yeah. um, but a certain. High school basketball player has started trending towards Tennessee, um, and it's a guy who's out west. You might have heard of, nah, you've, you've definitely heard of his dad. Um, <laughs> LeBron James, ever heard of him? Bronny James, ever heard of him? That's right, baby. The four-star recruit out of California, a lot of talk, um, coming to Tennessee, loves Rick Barnes. You know who Rick Barnes has made? T.J. Ford, Kevin Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge, Grant Williams. (laughs) Admiral Schofield. Jordan Bone. Jordan Bone. Admiral Schofield. Uh, There's a lot of NBA players in that, and some Hall of Fame NBA players I uh, announced. Why doesn't Brownie want to come play, be made into a Hall of Famer by the great basketball coach and basketball mind, Rick Barnes? He could have a statue next to Pat Summit. I, I just, say build it.
0: I would just like to say, I'm sorry, Bronny James's plan of changing his number so people wouldn't know who he was didn't work out for him. Yeah. Do y'all remember that when he was I a kid? That. Yeah. He said he didn't want to be number 23 because he didn't want people to know who he was just because of his dad. Uh,
1: Your name is LeBron James Jr. I think it's, it's too late tough. for that. And there's
2: no getting around
1: that one. But had to get that basketball minute in there. Some fun news.
2: That would be awesome.
1: Some good stuff for Tennessee on the horizon. It, it's... Still baffling to me how Bronny James is a four star. I was going to
2: say the same thing. Like, how is LeBron not paid the recruiting sites to give him that extra star?
1: So that makes me a little bit nervous. But maybe it could be kind of a little opposite effect. Like, oh, we just can't automatically give this guy a five star. He's he's
2: facing facing adversity. Yeah, he's He's a four star. I can't
0: believe you (laughs) wouldn't just give him five stars. Without even seeing him play, honestly. It it doesn't
1: even matter if he's good. The recruiting that brings, like, help, having LeBron James Jr. Yeah. And then having LeBron be around the school and get all that publicity around there. It can't be bad for Tennessee. So, whether he's good or not, get him on the team.
2: Can you imagine how nuts Neyland Stadium would go if LeBron went to a football game? (sighs) If he got, like, announced
1: midfield... (laughs) He
2: walks out with Peyton Manning on the fifty yard line, <laughs>
0: oh my gosh does uh does Tennessee play Memphis this weekend?
1: They do Dude, so Memphis, uh, in Na- in Nashville here in Bridgetown.
0: Memphis is a dumpster fire,
1: Penny Hardaway. you don't know how to manage your team
0: no, he's got it's like he's got too many divas. he's no one on that team apparently respects him. No one cares about it. Well, yeah, the he team. went to the
1: media and said all that, yeah. Straight to their face, he's basically said, We don't have leaders in the locker room. That's insane to me.
0: Well, and whose fault is that, too, though? It's, it's uh, on Penny. Him. You yeah.
1: brought in the guys, you got they're you like the we talked about, they're 17, 18, 19 year old kids. Penny, it's your job to get them to shape up and manage the egos and do things right and bring them in and build a culture, and get them to buy in.
0: Yeah, we'll see how I, I hope Tennessee just. We got,
1: we'll be getting into plenty of college basketball And a little NBA talk too With the Grizzlies Four seed in the West right now
0: I do like college basketball it's so fun
1: But yeah that's all we got More of a basketball five minutes But hey big news so we had to extend it
2: Yeah I love it football Also I just thought. I just thought About something that happened Thursday Chase Claypool is an idiot
0: Oh yeah we actually didn't talk about that the whole Chase Claypool yeah
1: uh getting up celebrating the first down when right. you're you got, like you got no timeouts in 30 running. seconds down 8 what and then, and then do you blame your teammate then he yeah. said he
0: got the ball knocked out of his yeah you got the ball knocked out of your hand cuz your teammate was like dude get up come on
1: and then also did you see they were asking him like what they could maybe do better and he was talking about having more fun in practice yeah mike tomlin shot that down immediately he
0: said uh he thought maybe they could play music during practice and mike tomlin Said no.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chase Claypool got you on my fantasy team. You played pretty dang well and uh, got me the win, but what are you thinking? And hey, We'll see you on
2: Sunday, buddy.
1: Yeah. Titans will see you on Sunday. We're going to have some fun.
0: Mike Tomlin has got to hate Chase Claypool.
1: We chase Claypool, and I'm then we a... also forget about how bad Juju Smith-Schuster was. Right. With Mike, TikTok.
0: Mike Tomlin. The fact he's that he's such dealt an with old a- school
1: guy. Yeah, dude. the fact
0: that he's dealt with A. B. Juju and Chase Claypool. He's got a. That's probably what Diva makes him so, he's so angry in his press conferences now. I mean, obviously he hates losing, but he's got to be so tired of putting up with all that BS.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, he doesn't want that that clown stuff in his locker room. He wants to win Super Bowls. He doesn't give a dang about TikToks or whatever. Gosh. Yeah, but Chase Claypool, you're an idiot, and I hope Christian Fulton locks you down.
1: I know Christian Fulton will.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good spot to end on. Guys, thanks again for listening, Uh, especially if you're new to the show. We appreciate you. This is kind of what we do. We're big football guys, but obviously we're covering all sports. We kind of go with the seasons. So we are obviously... Big fans as well, so you're going to hear some bias come out. Hear some hot takes,
1: some crazy stuff. We, so had, a new, we had a lot of new.
0: We had a lot of new people listening in due to Six Pack coverage. So thanks for them. Uh, check out Six Pack coverage if you haven't already on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. That's where I had a lot of people listening on YouTube last week. Be sure to check us out, Paidert Sports on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out the website paydirtsports.blog, Instagram Paidert Sports. Twitter, paydirt underscore sports. And, guys, we'll be sure to keep you all updated. Lots of football left to be played, basketball kicking into gear. We're excited. So thanks again for listening. We'll catch you all next week.
2: Paydirt out. I was going to say something that I forgot.